After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when he rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chiefs, priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Verse 9. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened the treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to the country by another route. This is the word of God for the people of God. So today, this morning, we celebrate what? I'm not too sure of the of, I'm not I'm not too sure of the of, of the, the tradition that's made, but I know in um, in Puerto Rico, uh, when my wife was born and raised, I was born there, but I wasn't raised there. Um, but I have deep roots there, a bunch of my family's there, my cousins and aunts, and just a whole bunch of folks, and they're all there, and, and I'm here. Um, but there's a tradition that's done in Puerto Rico, not only in Puerto Rico, but I think in the other Spanish-speaking countries. Um, today, they celebrate Three Kings Day. Um, and I read something that, I'm not sure if you ever did it. Did you ever take a box and put grass in it? And water. And water, and you put it under the, 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 the beds. Do you yes. know what that, was, what, that, what that was for? So when the Three Kings would come, it's like Christmas. You know, right. Santa Claus comes, but they would take the grass for the candles and water for them. Hmm. I didn't know that. So today's pretty much another Christmas day. Um, for the Spanish-speaking countries, today they celebrate Three Kings Day. Today they get presents again. Where's my present? Uh, yeah. <laughs> she just asked me what her present was. I gotta work on that. I'm still working on it. It's under the bed. It's under the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike's gonna come with me to the store again. <laughs> well, I gotta go. <laughs> so today we celebrate Epiphany, the manifestation of Christ. We just went through this Advent season and we highlighted Jesus' birth and his importance. Now we celebrate Epiphany. So what I wanted to do this morning, I wanted to take this block of scripture, verses 1 through 12, and I wanted to make two points, two very important points that I want to help, that I want to help us usher in the new year. It's the new year, it's the first Sunday of the new year, it's new beginnings, 
uh, new, new everything, new blessings, new opportunities, which I think are bestowed upon us every single day, but on this, in this particular month, in this particular season, uh, everyone's doing the New Year's resolutions and beginning anew uh, and all those types of things. Anybody start doing New Year's resolutions? Anybody here do that? Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember last year. So what I want to do is, uh, being a new year, I want to get the new mindset. Um, I wanted to focus this morning on worship. I wanted to focus on worship. Um, the two main things that are brought to our attention this morning in this block of scripture, verses one through twelve. That the, book, that the writer of this book, Matthew, makes it very clear. And he uses examples in the scriptures to do that. First thing that he does in this, in this, in this portion of scripture, verses 1 through 6, is he stresses the importance of Jesus Christ being the ultimate king. The supremacy and the authority and the deity of Jesus Christ. How does he do that? King Herod is the king at the time. But in my study, I found out that King Herod is an illegitimate king, not a real king. Kings received their appointments through the lineage, their genealogy, their birthright. Herod did not come from that. What Matthew does in chapter 1 is he presents to the reader the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Forty-two generations of lineage, of Leading up to Jesus' birthright, and pretty much what Matthew wants to do is he wants to prove the supremacy, prove the kingship, prove the authority and the power that there is no other king that rules on this earth that's human other than Jesus Christ. That's what Matthew wants to do. The crown that may be sitting on Herod's head, or the throne that he may be sitting on, he has no idea that it's not a one-size-fits-all deal. You see, the crown that was created was only made to be adorned by, the throne that was created was only meant to be occupied by one man, the God-man. And that man is who? Jesus Christ. The ultimate prophet, the ultimate priest, and the ultimate king. So all he's doing here is proving that, yeah, we may have earthly kings and earthly priests and earthly prophets, but there's only one that's the ultimate the ultimate prophet, priest, and king who reigns, who is the king of the Jews, and that is Jesus Christ. And then comes into the picture the three magi. So only specified that it's three because it's three gifts. So whether they were three or whether there was a caravan, not particularly sure, but the fact that there's three gifts, say to assume that they may have been three kings or three wise men. And in this story, the wise men go, they say, where is this king of the Jews? We want to worship him. King Herod gets a wind of it. And the other thing that I noticed that it, to prove that Jesus is king is that it doesn't say in the scripture that the Magi kneeled before King Herod. It's custom to do that in the presence of a king. You kneel, you bow, you show your homage, your, your respect, your loyalty to this person. In this scripture, it does not detail the act of worship from the Magi to King Herod, once again crossing off his illegitimacy 
as king. When a man kneels down on his knee, when a man kneels down on one knee, he's saying something to a lady. But when a man kneels down on two knees, he's saying something to God. These men bow down on two knees to worship the ultimate supreme king of the Jews, the young child, Jesus Christ. Acknowledging Jesus as king is the first thing we do in worship. And our acts of worship here in the sanctuary and our prayers and our times of, 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 um, of going into his presence First thing we do in worship is we acknowledge Christ as King. We begin our prayers by saying, God, you are the almighty God, the all supreme being, the one who is in authority. That's how we begin our worship. That is how we should approach this sanctuary, walking through those doors. The first thought, first feeling, first sense is to sit down and worship and honor the God that you're about to worship. That is the mindset I want the church to begin to come into in this new year. Not just here, but in life. Waking up every morning and, 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 and acknowledging the King, Jesus. Acknowledging the perfecter of our faith. Acknowledging the creator of life, Jesus Christ. First thing in worship, adoration. Acknowledging Christ as King. Amen. Can you imagine the journey that these wise men treaded upon? It says they took about a month, a little bit over a month, to get to where they, to where they needed to go to worship this child that is called the Messiah, Jesus Christ. <coughs> Could you imagine that journey, walking for a month or so? Some of us are on that journey too. You imagine the journey that they were on, it probably wasn't a pleasant one. They may have gotten tired, hot, hungry, annoyed. Some of them maybe even wanted to quit and turn right back around. But they had a goal in mind. And regardless of whatever they went through, regardless of what you went through this morning on your, on your way to church, you still came here to worship. If you woke up in a bad mood and you still came here, you came here to worship. Imagine what the man that were going through when they were walking, taking that journey here to go worship with gifts. They anticipated something to happen. We should be in the same mind frame, in the mind, same mindset. Every day we wake up, and especially coming here to the sanctuary, place of worship. What gifts are we bringing to God this morning? How far has your journey brought you? How long has it been? What did it take for you to get to where you are today? You made it, didn't you? You're coming here in anticipation to receive something, to offer unto God your gifts, your acts of worship. 
may not be gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Maybe addiction. God, I offer this unto you and I ask that you do with it what you please, because I came to worship. This morning, Lord, I woke up with a terrible mood. So annoyed, and I just don't want to do anything, but I came here anyway. I give you this. Do with it what you please and get rid of it, because I need to worship you this morning. Where are you on your road, on your journey this morning? How far have you come? When you enter into this place of worship, acknowledge Christ as King. Acknowledge Him as Supreme. Bow down before Him and praise Him. I was sharing this morning that one of the customs that I began to do, anybody here so well, um, I started to travel for, um, for me to get my license to be a pastor. Um, and it caused me to go to many different churches, taking classes. It took me about a year. But I created a custom that whatever, whatever church I visit, I have to go to the sanctuary, I have to bow down, and I have to say thank you. If we're entering God's house and not acknowledging him, walking into someone's house and not saying hello. Mm -hmm. Some folks just find that disrespectful. It's a story of when I was in the street, sitting in the rebellion. When I lived in Harrisburg, I decided to take a trip to my friend's house, a really good friend of mine. Went to his house. He's in the hood, not, not a good bar. I was bringing a friend of mine. And I told the guy that I was, I was bringing with, I said, listen, before you enter that house, say what's up to the guy that lives there. Lo and behold, we walk in. I say what's up, because I know the family is really good, good friends with the family. We walk in, say what's up. Walking up the stairs, and my friend's right behind me. The owner of that house, <laughs> I didn't say what he said. <laughs> But he stopped my friend in his tracks. He said, don't you ever walk into my house again and not say what's up to me. Mind the setting. And I went in the neighborhood. This guy's a, this guy's a real deal. Stopped my friend in his tracks. He said, you ever, don't ever walk into my house again and not show respect to me, not say what's up to me. Go back and I said, oh. <laughs> but that always stuck with me. And it applies today. We walk into God's house. Are we acknowledging Him? Are we saying, God, I'm here. Speak to me this morning. Are we preparing our minds and our hearts for the worship service this morning? Are we entering this place with thanksgiving, with the mindset of worship? Are we waking up that way, not just on Sundays, but every single day? Are we worshiping Christ in everything that we do? The, the point of today is worship. Acknowledgement and worship. What will you bring to God today? What will your gifts be today? How will you respond this year, tomorrow, when we leave this place? What will your acts of worship be? Will you begin to acknowledge Christ if you have it now or even more than what you do now? Acknowledge him. It's the beginning of worship. 
And once you begin that way, then the gates will open, the Spirit will speak and pour himself on you, and you won't know what's going on. That's how we should begin every single day in worship. Regardless of how long it took you to get to where you are now, you made it. You're here. Since you're here, what are your gifts this morning? Think about it. It's a rhetorical question. What are your gifts this morning? What are you presenting this morning unto our Christ and our King? Acknowledge it and present your gifts this morning. And watch the Holy Spirit manifest itself in your lives. I guarantee it, it works. Trust me. Worship, adoration, acknowledgement. Call unto him. Jeremiah 29, 13. You seek him, you'll find him. Matthew. Ask and it will be given to you. Knock and it will be opened to you. Seek and you will find. Seek him with all your heart and he will make himself known to you. Anybody willing to seek the Lord a little bit more this year than you did last year? I know I am. God's got a plan. He's got a plan. Same chapter of Jeremiah 29. I know the plans I have for you. It's not to tear you down. It's to build you up. It's to bless you. Will you allow God's plan to manifest in your life this year, this morning, this afternoon? Worship the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Everything will be given unto you. Anybody willing to deepen their worship this year? Good set of hands. That's where we're headed. I'm not saying I'm going to turn the church upside down and turn it into a Pentecostal church. That's not what I'm, that's not what I'm going to do. But I want the worship to deepen internally. That's where the Spirit is. That's where God dwells within us. And this message I'm going to take home with me and I'm going to go home and cry and just check and see how I can worship Him even more because I, you know, I mess up every single day. Worship him this year. Worship him this year. Seek him this year. He's going to blow the lid off of your lives. Amen? Amen. And in this setting, let us prepare our hearts and our minds for communion this morning. Never forgetting the sacrifice that God made for us through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. The three main components of the gospel. Now, without either one, if one is missing, then all is missing. Amen? Amen. Amen. We can refer 